we don't really realize that we, we're experiencing shame. Yeah. If you don't sit down and define what is shame and, and why are you feeling that intense negative emotion, you'll feel it and just project that on your partner. Mm -hmm. This is their fault that I feel this way. Hello and welcome to the Forge Resilience Podcast. Here we're going to be talking to experts in the field and true heroes that understand the impact of mental and physical resilience for first responders. Hi, my name's Lacey Wolf. And I'm Chris Wolf. And we're a first responder family dedicated to improving the lives of first responders through education and training. Lacey is an exercise physiologist that specializes in mental resilience. And Chris is a professional firefighter that has a background in outdoor education. Welcome back to the podcast. This is uh, Chris and I. We're just going to sit down and have a conversation about something that I um, talk about quite a bit in the, the talks that I give for first responders. Um, and I think is really important for anybody who's in a relationship or um, wants to be in a wants relationship. To be in a relationship. <laughs> in a successful Absolutely. relationship. Absolutely. Is shame triggers. And this is something I've learned about through the work of Dr. Brene Brown, who is a social science researcher at the University of Houston, who also has a Netflix special, a couple TED Talks. She's pretty famous in the world of social science. And she has studied shame and vulnerability for the last um, couple of decades and has put together quite a, a body of research behind shame. And it's not a topic that we often really like to talk about, but if you're in a relationship, I, I do think that this is really important to understand. Yeah. If you are, if you're a guy out there and you haven't heard of Brene Brown, talk to your loved one because she, you know, she probably has, uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, her Ted talks are incredible. Her books are really great. And, uh, I've had the benefit of kind of listening to Lacey and, and that's kind of what got me into it. And I've learned a lot from the shame triggers and hopefully you can also. Right. First of all, let's define shame. What is yeah. it? Um, shame, according to Brene Brown, is the intensely painful feeling of not being worthy of belonging because of some flaw that you have in yourself. And uh, for women specifically, there are two major shame triggers for most women, unless they've done a lot of work around these two right. things. And, um, and for both men and women, this is really important to know um, uh, because we don't really realize that we, we're experiencing shame. Yeah. If you don't sit down and define what is shame and, and why are you feeling that intense negative emotion, you'll feel it and just project that on your partner. Mm -hmm. This is their fault that I feel this way. And so you had to really do some work to figure out what does that feel like in yourself, first of all. Um, to feel shame is a pretty dark place. It's not. It's something that we've all experienced when, you know, something happens and, um, and you feel like you're not worthy of belonging. It, it's a terrible place to be. You don't want to stay there. Um, but the more you start to recognize what it feels like, the more you can recognize what triggers that in you. Um, or your partner so that you can try to do some work around that and not stay in that place or go, go there at yeah. all. And even in the work environment, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably work with a really tight group of people in some pretty dramatic and traumatic ways uh, and through some experiences that can get pretty real. And so it's important that we work as a team. And if you're shaming each other without even knowing it, that's definitely going to interfere with your performance. And if you're a leader out there, you know, you might be shaming your people and not even know it. Right. 
So, uh, okay, so let's go back to the women. The women. No women. Number one shame trigger for women, you can probably all guess, is body image. Yep. And women, um, because of the way we've been raised, uh, you know, it, I think that this is changing quite a lot with the new superheroes. We're seeing women as superheroes that don't necessarily have a perfect body style or body, um, you know, as defined by society. Um, there's a there's a lot of shifting that's happening with with our society, but most of us were raised to, you know, look at Barbie dolls and think that that's how we're supposed to look, um, right. which is not even an attainable body according to science. Like we cannot have the body of Barbie, um, right. apparently. But when you feel ashamed about your body that can happen for a lot of different reasons you could say something inadvertently and not even mean to shame somebody and and it can have a really long lasting consequence in a relationship and, and i'm sure you could shame a guy and his body too but i know we make at firehouse we make fun of each other all the time mm -hmm. and it, i don't ever feel that intense and negative emotion but if i accidentally say the wrong thing to Lacey, i can see it in her face like mm -hmm. oh man i messed up yeah uh, really, in our remember when we were for dating, and uh, I put yeah. on. Um, <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure what the definition of frumpy was. I had a working idea. Yeah. <laughs> and learned quickly. I call. I said Lacey's outfit looked a little bit frumpy. And I never wore that sweater again um, for the rest of the. I mean, I got rid of the yeah. sweater that you said looked frumpy. I was like frumpy. He said that's not a bad thing. Frumpy's not bad. In what world is frumpy good, Chris? Right, right. <laughs> so. I was thinking more like cozy up by the fireplace with a cup of coffee and a frumpy sweater. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I know what frumpy is. <laughs> it's negative. Uh, but that hit a shame trigger. Yeah. And I had no idea. Uh, and I doubt y you did either. I didn't either. I didn't know why it felt so bad. Now I, now that we have this kind of working language and lexicon, I'll tell Chris, you just shame triggered me. And he'll say, I'm sorry, I, how? And, and we can kind of talk through that. And that's another really important thing to know about shame triggers is once you hit that, uh, your partner is not likely to forget about it ever. So just know, like, if you're newly married and, and uh, you know, you're big into fitness or something like that and you're trying to encourage your your new wife or your fiancé, your girlfriend, hey, come on with me, let's... Uh, or even your daughter. Your daughter, that's right. Hey, come with me, let's lift weights, let's work out. Um, just make sure, you know, you're walking a fine line there. Uh, I never say anything about uh, Lacey's body unless it's very favorable, which... Uh, she's got a great one, but uh, just for everyone out there, if you ever say anything about about your loved one's uh, body, she's going to remember that until the day she dies. And I, um, when I'm teaching this, I'll talk about Lady Gaga and after the Houston uh, Super Bowl. Which she was phenomenal. She at. was phenomenal. And um, the, the morning after that Super Bowl, we were seeing images and people like circling the, her belly. Um, you know, which she has a phenomenal body. There's there's nothing wrong with her. Um, she's five foot two and probably weighs a hundred pounds. Yeah. And um, you know, people are saying, oh, she's she's got this belly fat, and that's that's what we do in our society. And it's often not men shaming women; it's women also shame women pretty heavily, heavily, um, which which is is hurtful and it's in. Fortunately, Lady Gaga has a lot of shame resilience. She has done a lot of work on herself, and she doesn't seem to let that stuff bother her. She kind of throws it back in your face. Yeah. Um, take, take away from that. <laughs> if, you're, if you're talking about a lady's body, 
make sure it's a positive something or just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. All right. So number two for women is the number two shame trigger is parenting. Yeah. And uh, this is a big one. This is a big uh, one. Yeah. So women ha- have to feel like they are a good mom. And as guys, we have the ability to switch off that part of our brain. It's got to go back to our hunter-gatherer foraging days uh, where the men would go out and hunt. And in that time, you couldn't think about what was happening back in the village. You had to shut that down and and put food on the table. And I I find it very easy when I check into the firehouse uh, to just switch modes. And I'll I'll set reminders for myself, hey, make sure the kids are up or something like that. But for Lacey, she's always, that's always churning in the back of her mind, what's going on with the kids? Yeah. And it really is, yeah, the way that our, our brains work. And so Chris can say something to sh- to trigger shame in me around my parenting without necessarily meaning to. So Lacey travels a lot for work. She does a lot of great stuff um, with first responders that takes her all over the, the country. Uh, and so she might have a work thing going on. And I guess it's been about a month now. We're on the. We're talking. We have calendars out, and um, she was going to be gone for the kids' first day of school, and so I had it on my calendar. Oh, oh, you're missing the kids' first day of school. That's all I meant by it. That's all. I, so I just knew that I needed to to pick up the slack. And mm-hmm. um, but how did you interpret that? I interpreted that as um, you're a horrible mother. How could you miss the first day of school? Which is not at all what you meant, no. obviously. But because I've done this work, I've done this reading and, and researching and understanding of shame, I said, you just shame triggered me. Um, I don't want to miss the kid's first day of school. you know. And he said, and I'm able to quickly rebound from that. I, he was like, oh, yeah, I did not mean to. I'm, I'm thinking out loud. Just be happy I'm thinking at all. But um, <laughs> I'm just trying to get my... You know, schedule straight so I don't miss anything. And I always feel like, I call it the mom guilt when I'm leaving the family. I feel guilty that I'm not there, you know, to cook dinner, to do the things that I would normally do. And Chris has learned to, um, even when the kids say, oh, mom, you're leaving again. He'll say, don't say that to your mother. She's here all the time. She does a lot for you Mm -hmm. um, because he knows that the kids can also trigger that same uh, shame and try to And more and more of our, uh, you know, emergency medical personnel and first responders are women, moms that are in the workplace trying to do the same thing, but bring home the bacon to put food on the table. And so that's an important thing that we're going to be dealing with more and more, I predict. And, And it's something that goes against... I believe the way I was raised, I had a stay-at-home mom for a lot of my life, and she did everything for for me, and it was a wonderful way to grow up, um, but it's definitely not the way my kids are being raised. Um, you know, they're I'm here for them a, a lot, but I'm not, you know, cooking their breakfast every morning, and, and I'm not always here every night um, to tuck them into bed, but we have to have that balance. That's right. So. All right, should we do the, the fellas? Yeah, let's talk about the fellas. Um, hey, fellas. <laughs> Yo. So the number one shame trigger for men is, um, you probably could guess this, is the feeling of being weak. And it's something that I think when we look at um, the work that I've been doing over the last several years, you know, trying to destigmatize people reaching out for help. Um, so if, if a man feels that something is going to make them Uh, be perceived as weak, they're not going to do it. So if you feel like asking for help or 
crying or showing emotion or any of those things are weak, you most likely will not engage in those behaviors. Right. And this takes two avenues, really. We could talk about in, at home and at the workplace. Right. So, uh, you know, it's mostly guys that I work with at the firehouse and it's mostly guy officers that I run with on the street. Um, and, you know, we know that when we're at work, you can show no weakness. Uh, it's like a bunch of sharks out there. They smell blood in the water and, you know, we're out there kind of giving each other a hard time. And if you let someone know that, that that's gotten under your skin, well, you can bet that the rest of the shift is going to dive in there. Um, and, you know, that, that can be a lot of fun, but, it, you know, that has a negative place too, mm-hmm. especially if we're a leader and we've got someone that's trying to reach out and get help or, or we suspect needs help. We need to make an environment where we all understand it's a brotherhood and nobody uh, is going to judge each other for being weak out there. Yeah. Uh, it happens, you know, what you do on the truck and what you do on the streets is what matters. Uh, so that's really important. And also I think it's important for women to understand that they often are the ones that um, want to never see their their partner, their the man in their life. Um, showing weakness because we were not necessarily raised in a way that that was part of our life either. Right. Um, so knowing that and understanding and creating kind of a safe space for um, your partner to be able to show emotion and to talk about things that they wouldn't talk about necessarily with anyone else um, can create a lot of stability in a relationship. And it can definitely help um, when someone's kind of diving into some dark places. Yeah. One thing too that that affects me a lot when I'm talking to Lacey is, you know, we I try to shield her from a lot of the details of calls that I run, but I do tell her otherwise she'll think that, you know, she'll she'll jump to the conclusion that I'm mad at her if I'm just trying to chew on or process something, some traumatic experience that I've mm-hmm. worked through the day before. And um, a lot of times I'll say, "Oh, man, yeah, we, you know, ran a dead kid on the side of the road and she'll look at me like with those eyes that like oh my gosh I must be tearing you up and then that makes me feel like she thinks that I'm weak Mm -hmm. uh, when that's not really kind of what I'm going for where I'm just kind of letting people know what's going on Mm -hmm. Uh, it gets complex it's very complex complex. and um, shame really if we stay in, in shame you know, that is what leads to depression and suicide, according yeah. to the research. Um, it's what leads to people doing things that don't align with their values. And, you know, it, it's what leads to alcoholism, substance abuse, and wanting to, because we don't want to feel that, we will often, you know, take in a substance to not feel it. And that's that's really what we're, you know, aiming at is increase resiliency, stay away from those things, understand what's causing you to feel that. And, um, you know, this is work that we can all all do more. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, it, and the biggest thing is it doesn't matter how big or bad you are. Uh, we have to be saying out loud the experiences that we feel um, from working on the streets. Mm-hmm. So you see something crazy or crazy traffic accident or... You know, you're involved in a you know first responder officer involved shooting or something like that. Um, you have to be able to talk about it uh, three to four to five times so that can process and get stored in your long term memory. So mm-hmm. you're not getting flashbacks about it for the next week. Yeah, and that's not good. So right. if we don't feel like uh, if we feel like we're going to be shame triggered uh, and make made to feel weak every time we talk about it, 
what's going to happen? Yeah. Everyone's just going to bottle this stuff up and that's no good. So, you know, all these shame triggers uh, play such a dynamic role in all of our lives. We got to, you know, you're not going to get a deep understanding just from this little podcast, but if we're aware of it, that's yeah, going to help it. a lot. I noticed just the other day we were in a conversation in the car and uh, I don't really remember what you said. You said something. Oh, I remember I, I was talking about how I need to leave for work at 630 in the morning. And he kind of gave me a like, you never leave for work at 630 in the morning. <laughs> um, and made me feel like, oh, my God. And I, and I said that that was a shame trigger for me. And I, had, and I was like trying to process. And I was like, you made me feel when you said that, like, I'm always late, like I don't care about my job, and I'm very committed to what I do um, at work. And I have not been as punctual lately. I've been going in a little later and then staying a little later in the afternoon. Um, but know, again, you don't, you don't get ahead of that Austin traffic. No, you don't get ahead of the Austin traffic. You, and you that really, shame. really triggered something in me, but it wasn't unless, it wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have been able to understand it. I would have just kind of lashed back out at you um, versus me. And yeah. I'm going to have that conversation and you're like, what? How? And I said, well, that must be, and, and Brene Brown calls them shame gremlins. And that's a gremlin for me, I guess, and, and something that I need to probably build a little more resilience around. So, so in that, Lacey being able to recognize it in, in my understanding the, that lexicon that what is shame and shame gremlin, we're able, right there, we're able to avert a, a day of arguing. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was worth this whole that thing right there. That is not necessarily the case 15 years ago when no, we were married. No, 15 so. years ago, we'd, we'd still be talking about that. So. <laughs> well, All right. Good. Well, so that's a little bit about shame. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us through, um, through our webpage or Facebook. Hit us up. You know, this yeah. is, it's a complex issue. And if you get just a working understanding of, of what shame is all yeah, about. There's a lot really more. Um, check out Brene Brown's research, check the TED Talks. Um, she's got some phenomenal books on on these topics that, that go really in depth on the research and, and can help everybody, I think. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right, that wraps it up. Yeah. So um, again, we're not subject matter experts in shame That's other right. than we have experienced it in our own lives. So <laughs> Maybe we'll get uh, Dr. Brene Brown to come on the show one time. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah, amazing. Further down the road. Yeah. But anyways, really important stuff. And, and if you don't understand it, then uh, it's hard to really be in a good relationship if you can't quickly identify and communicate, you know, hey, what is this feeling I'm feeling right now? So. Yeah. And we have put Dr. Brene Brown's TED Talks um, in the show notes. So check those out. And also... Uh, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook, get on that social media because we're right. always trying to share information that we think can help people. If you got a specific question, the odds are you probably know us. You probably have our phone number, give us a call. But if not, you know, maybe you're listening to this in the future sometime and just send us a message. We'd be happy to, to send one right back. All right. Thanks.